0: This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, one woman's journey through stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others. So please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles, and you can see the levels of support you can choose from. I am so, so grateful to our patrons. And if you're a new listener, I encourage you to start at the beginning to hear the whole story. We'll be right here when you get caught up. Last time we talked, Mary was in deep analysis mode on how to work within her anxiety. In today's conversation, we explore why we settle for things we don't want. Hi. Lori and Mary back, um, continuing our conversation. Um, so I want to know what else you have to share with us you had you had texted me that you felt like you just des- um, you deserved to record again mm-hmm. and that was just such an intriguing text I probably referenced it last time and then we got caught up in um, getting caught up mm-hmm. with how anxiety is rearing its head a again lot, mm-hmm. um, and in a way that you're figuring out more so it seems like it's progress but it feels difficult Um, But what was the reason for the text itself? Was Mm. there something that happened that day? Mm. Or Mm -hmm. maybe go down
1: that road for a little while. Um, Okay, so um, obviously I'm doing an overhaul of me, my stuff, my life. And um, to be honest, I'd have to go back to that date to figure out what that specific text meant, but what I guess what I was saying is um, things are happening, mm-hmm. and it's. I, I I think I've referred to this before, where I will um, start to do some nonsense and then catch myself doing nonsense and then dismantle the nonsense and then graduate from it, and that sped up. Like it could have taken years or months for me to recognize the nonsense and now it could take minutes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so I'm keenly aware of the choices I make now that are creating chaos in my life and so when I'm making a choice which by the way in the past I wouldn't make choices I would just react so now I'm stopping and thinking about things. When I'm making choices, I'm, choi- I'm choosing peace. So a good example would be, um, uh, well, let's. I, I think I know why I text you. So my husband was out of town and I thought I would go through my clothing. And I think at one point I might have said that I had 15 boxes of clothing, tubs, I was wrong. I had 23. Okay. 23 well-packed tubs of clothing. From that storeroom that from, flooded? Yeah, from downstairs, yes. Okay, and or your closet. Yes. Right, right. Well, it was, it was a walk-in right. flooded right. St- storeroom. <laughs> right, yes, yes. 23 and, packed tubs, okay. Yes. And um, what had happened is to... Uh, go to the next phase after the flood is to pack up as much as you can to just be able to function and then I also had two racks of clothing still that I was moving around so maybe I had you know 20, 15 I don't know what I had for for boxes but eventually I had to realize that when I have a way to store something I will store it and one of the things that is an illusion is a clothing rack. If you have a clothing rack, you can hang clothes on it. But the goal is to get rid of those clothing, clothing racks. So what I did is I dismantled them, and I'm going to give them away or recycle them, but they're in the garage, and they're, they're coated to go. And what happened is in efforts to do that, I had to pack everything up. And my thought was that I would go one one tub at a time and I would go through stuff. Well, that doesn't happen. It's cold downstairs. I'm not going to try on clothes downstairs. So while he was out of town, I brought up 23 tubs. Whoa. i texted text him and I said, 23? That's insane. And this is after I've gotten rid of stuff. I mean, how long have I been getting rid of things at 100 pieces at a time? Mm-hmm. And... I started throwing out the hangers that these clothes are on because I am not going to need them. That's how much I'm believing that this is going. And I also have the challenge of not wearing black. I have the challenge of being overweight. I don't know how many pounds overweight, but I'm enough where I can't wear a clingy T-shirt without feeling horrible. And I'm doing this uh, podcast on... um, It was actually kind of a um, webinar called soulful soulful simplicity and my chaotic world luckily it's one of those things where it's lifetime so I can take it over and over again because of course you try to do something chaos ensues and I didn't keep up with the the course but one of the things this woman and I'm forgetting her name but we can we we can put it in the notes is part of is a is a project three three three, and I forget what that even means other than you're supposed to live with thirty three pieces of clothing only. Mm-hmm. Capsule wardrobe. Yeah. Capsule wardrobe. hmm And so you, the the other items you either give away or put away and hide. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have twenty three tubs <laughs> There's <laughs> where do you begin? And I started wearing, intentionally wearing skirts and dresses daily. Hmm. And I forced myself to um, get up, get ready, and get dressed every day by, you know, 730. You know, my favorite thing to do is kind of one day or another, just kind of hang out in my PJs for a longer time. Nope time time to s- switch that, so I started getting up, and I would challenge myself on things to wear, and I would wear things that fit me even if it wasn't something I necessarily liked, just to go through the pro- the, the process and as I started analyzing it, and I think I touched on this before was I started thinking, what was I doing before? I was wearing the same things over and over again and in an essence, I was doing the thirty three mm. I was not doing it right, but I was. I was living in a capsule wardrobe inside two closets, four racks of clothing, however many tubs. I was only wearing these 33 mm. items.
0: Oh, it's intriguing.
1: It is. And so I realized I can do it and let's go for this challenge. and. I started thinking about it and I started thinking that the only time I would dress up was when I had to, and the only time I would care about what I was going to wear was when I was going somewhere important or who I was going to see. And I thought, that's wrong. That's a wrong approach. I should be embracing the day for the day, not what I'm doing for the day. And there's a tendency to think, well, if I'm not feeling good, I'm going to find something comfy to wear. But what's funny is when you're wearing something that doesn't look good on you, it actually makes you feel worse, Mm -hmm. right? So there's multiple layers to this. And then from the um, uncluttered, it's what if you wore, what if everything in your closet was your favorite? And the more I thought about that, I'm like, if it's 33 items, it's not that expensive to have 33 favorites. Mm -hmm. It's really not. That's doable. Mm -hmm. I could easily throw this all out. And start fresh. That's That would be beautiful. Maybe it'll happen. But what I have done is for any item that comes in the house, any item, I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be clothing. Ten items have to leave. Hmm. And I've been sticking to it. Wow. I will hear more about that. <laughs> and... I am use, using that as a leverage, and it's funny because I started thinking about that. Could that actually work against me at some point, where I have nothing in the house when I brought the last thing I last night? <laughs> I think you have a while. <laughs> I think I have plenty of time. But what's interesting in that is I have the I have the need for simplicity, like like I'm I'm um, craving it. I am heightened aware of my chaos, and I'm trying to live with intention and um, not dependent on what I'm doing for the day. Just be in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually came up with a term this morning. Yeah. Um, It was kind of celebration, but it's cell-embracing. (laughs) <laughs> sell, Im- sell embracing yes so i'm cell embracing the day <laughs> <laughs> and these things just come to me as i'm
0: From going to- yeah, yes
1: exactly to give you a smile so um what what's interesting about that is that's an that's a bottleneck i've talked about bottlenecks that is a bottleneck to life if you feel like whatever you wear you feel awful in um if you feel like you're not going to be happy until you lose weight if you feel like the only time you're going to look nice is for um and i mean like put together is for others Mm -hmm. because who's suffering in that me and my husband and my husband sees me every day why can't i look not frumpy for him Mm-hmm. So, um, and who cares who sees me? Mm-hmm. So it's been quite, quite a transition in my uh, looking at stuff, and it's actually given me um, the foundation for decision-making on my clothing and wardrobe. And to be honest, I don't really have that many favorites. There are some things that make me smile that I love, that either fit me or don't that I have. But I'm realizing in this hoarding I've lost who I would have been if I was intentionally choosing my style. And mm-hmm. so what's that's happening is I'm starting to dislike it all. Mm-hmm. And in the in the idea of what if everything you wore was your favorite, well if you said that to me in the beginning of this journey, I would say, Well everything's my favorite because I was incapable of prioritizing what I loved right so I have just been you know hauling stuff out as I as I can yesterday I gave away a hundred items again nice um I have a trunk with stuff that's going I'm guessing that's about a hundred if, if not more it's it's kind of like um I'm chipping away at, at it in a different light. So there's some things I'm wearing right now where I've said to my husband, when I lose weight, I can get rid of this. Mm. <laughs> like, it's working for now. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till it doesn't work. Mm. And it's just given me new insight. And it's really interesting how much black I used to wear. I used to wear black every day, mm. all the time. I love black. I will always love black. But in this capsule, I don't want everything black. Mm -hmm. So pick your favorite, and then the rest can go. And this is what anyone with any sense would say. If If you love mugs, and you have coffee mugs, and you have too many, you pick your favorites, and you let the rest go. But in the world of keeping, everything, if you have it already, must probably... Maintain, you must keep it. So, I would say that I'm changing my approach where it's not the three boxes keep, save, give away. It's going to be honestly, I just this is pretty new. It's I'm going to come up with a box that categorizes why it's going away and. I even I even have the categories right here. Let's see if I can grab it quickly, because my husband helped me with this. Mm. Um, so there's chaos levels. And the first level is I don't need it. Um, not happy with it or not helping the situation. Pretty easy. Level two is it doesn't fit. I don't use. Or it's not working for the intended use. You know, I got it and it didn't work what I needed. Number three, not mine, never was in the first place, <laughs> not my problem, mm-hmm. and don't know what, why I have it in the first place. I guess, no, I wrote, don't know where it came from or why I have it. And he's funny. He says, well, there's a number four. I said, what's that? And he says, It's my family's. I'm emotional. I have emotional attachment, and there's have no use for it and no place for it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're right. Uh But what's interesting about approaching it that way, and this is fresh off the press, this is out of me analyzing anxiety, is it's kind of like it's giving me the freedom to say... I don't want it. Mm. Which is what is the core of the anxiety is not wanting it. Mm. Wow.
0: (laughs) You have not allowed yourself to say that. Right. There's been pressure to
1: want it? Yes. I... I have a suspicion I know what it is. Okay. So I may have mentioned that one of the things my priest had said to me when he asked me, what do you think your hoarding is? What, what, um, what's the engine behind your hoarding? And I said, I believe I was seeking love and each item that I was buying was the love that I wasn't receiving. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, I think it's more that you believe the lie that you're unlovable. And I mentioned that to a friend, and she says, and let's clarify, you could be loved and feel loved and still feel unlovable. And that's a key Mm-hmm. Um, distinction. Mm-hmm. I never questioned that my friends and my family loved me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I questioned the worthiness of it. Right.
0: You deserve it. hmm
1: So... So you needed to have the
0: stuff for... Proof. Proof. Of- proof
1: that I exist. Proof that worthiness. I'm There's worthy. A worthiness. Yes. Component. I must me. be worthy because I own that. Oof. And here's an interesting thing: take that to the other end of it. For me to not want something is like me not wanting someone, like me feeling unwanted. Mm. So it's pretty deep. But if we're going to kick this thing in the butt, we got to get to the deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And when you can touch on truth like that, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't been allowed (laughs) to not want something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really knocking Mm -hmm. me over. Because the other approach was, where's it going to go? And that gave it... um, the permission to leave the house and that's why it took me so long because I want it but I'm gonna give it to these guys I don't follow you so it was kind of a, a trick to get me to let go of things is to find a reason for it to go somewhere else someone who could use someone it. who could use it okay but what if it's enough That I don't want it. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's enough. So. I remember you talking about, and it really resonated with me, because I struggle with this myself, with settling. Settling for things. Um, It seems like it's all tied up into that. Yes. Um, It's enough that you don't want it. And if if it's not, then you're settling. Right. And you're settling because you don't think you're worth having... As little or as much or the nicest things that you want.
1: Right. Right. And what's behind that want? A choice. A decision.
0: And to me, again, not the anxiety expert, the fact that you can give yourself permission to not want it, Mm -hmm. seems like that would make such a big difference in being able to make a easier decision if you're not fighting with but I'm supposed to Right. I'm I'm not allowed I'm not allowed to not want that because it's so tied up in my worthiness that it's just too tricky right
1: and and you can tie that every way um bad decision well there's remorse for that it was expensive oh yeah you know it's been in the family didn't get my mother money's worth right Oh, there's all the reasons. Yep. And when you can't see it for what it is, it has power over you. And when you see it for nonsense, waste of time, BS, then you can go, I I love this line. This helps me so much. And I don't know if everyone remembers this. I may have used it before, but it's from Beverly Hills Cop. I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. (laughs) that has been my line when I see the crap coming at me Uh I am not I refuse to get caught in that crap Mm. because it's coming at me Mm. there is a spiritual warfare going on and Mm -hmm. it does not want me to heal does not want me to be free and I think anxiety is, is like that and if I can say look at it straight on and say no, I won't let you kick my crap around anymore. So I can say I don't want it to the anxiety. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. And there's actually something in that because for a while I was having a hard time letting go of the chaos because it's my comfort. No, it's your normal. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's what... And I had a real... I I had a real interesting experience this birthday because my birthday fell on the same day that I was originally born. I was born on a Wednesday, and it was on a Wednesday. And I found this out because I came across an old... um, uh, It was like a photo album that I dedicated to myself as a kid because of course at that time apparently I loved myself (laughs) it's all about me Mm. but what it ended up being is a little time capsule and it helped me understand some things about myself like um, what time I was born and all these things and in discovering all this when I'd go on my walks I felt a different closeness to my mom who's passed away and it was, it was approaching my birthday, and I thought, Mom, you know, I would be born in about five days. How are you feeling? And what I was sensing back was chaos, confusion. How am I going to get, how am I going to handle a third child um, barely making it? She got me to baptism, so somehow she got me there. But I know my mom. I know that with each child, the chaos got worse. Mm. And what's interesting about that is she was able to show up for the important things, but she struggled with these same things. And I thought, she's helping me. She's helping me get over this. Because she, she lived this hell. She never became a hoarder. She was a pack rat. But... I always think of myself as an overachiever. <laughs> but what's interesting in that is we function the best we can with the tools we're given. And if it was handed down, I think this is a generational thing. I think it's a family thing. I've talked about that before. And no one's been ever able to give the tools or take the time to stop and figure out what it is. How are you going to attack it? So I really think um the freedom ultimately is in being able to make a decision and be um okay with it and find comfort in something different. Mhm. Right. That because what I'm casting away used to be where my source of comfort was. Mm-hmm. So it's so many layers of things to keep me tripped up from from actually letting it go mm-hmm Whew.
0: <laughs> I love that not wanting it that is the best reason hmm that's the that's the most it really is the best that's the i mean yes, lists can mm-hmm. help or mm-hmm. categories um but the fact that I don't want it, end of story. Yeah. Why, why is there any justification needed after that? There's a reason why you don't want right. It. And it's you okay. it. Right. Maybe you can explain it. Maybe you can't. Right. But you don't need to. Right. Because not wanting it is enough. Right. And my husband
1: has no problem with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want that. Easy. And you know what's funny is when I was in the thick of this, that was like swear words to me. Mm-hmm. How can you say that? And it's funny because if it's a gift and you've kept it out of, you know, guilt, to be able to say I don't want that and let it go, that's that's freeing. It is. <laughs> I've
0: I've become pretty good at that, but oh, I I understand it. And I've been there. Right. So it's not like I, I haven't, but um, it can look heartless on the right. outside. Absolutely, you don't care about people. You're not grateful for what right. they've given you.
1: Insensitive. And
0: yeah. The the flip side of that is why why would you think so little of yourself that you have to keep something out of guilt? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. But it it, it yeah it's it's not an easy switch to flip. That's no, not where you're and all that makes sense. When you're able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, how many times have people said, if you don't want it, that's enough? Probably a million times to me. Oh, God. I know. Uh, and so, okay, I'm not a hoarder, mm-hmm. never have been, mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. interested in decluttering my whole life. And
0: I recently cleared out my closet full of crap that mm-hmm. I was settling for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no mm-hmm. one is immune mm-hmm. to the the trip-ups that we have because it's what's going on in your head. Right. That is what it is. Right. It's not just simple have 33 have this kind of bin. right have your closet redone it's none of that it's all in your head right and until you figure that out it's gonna show up in in your environment right you can't help it right you can try to fake it right but it
1: just shows up well and I've also thought about that that the people who are steering these simplification strategies They've been through all this. That's what they've come to. That is what they were brought to as the aha. But they had to go through. Maybe. Maybe not. I
0: could have said that very mm-hmm. thing. And it wasn't until this spring that I lived it myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, because, you know, I preach this stuff, right?
1: right?
0: Um, I was talking to some friends That's about point. it. And said, yeah, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it intellectually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't quite lived my own settling right in my own closet. And I don't know why a closet is so dang hard. I think it's harder for women. I'll just mm-hmm. make that up. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but I talk to more women mm-hmm. and it's always this, so much about the clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's so much tied into that with our weight mm-hmm. and how we look and our value in society is based on how we look. Right. So the clothes is mm-hmm. big.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, my kitchen. So what? Who cares? Right. Pan, whatever. Right. Doesn't there's th- right. that's easy. But there's it's your identity tied mm-hmm. up in your clothes. Mm-hmm. Your self worth is tied up in your clothes. And I, I had to have the friend come and say. Mm. I don't, I don't want to settle. Remind me when Mm -hmm. I'm in there Mm -hmm. that I don't want to settle. Mm -hmm. You know, like tell me I'm not going to eat any more chips. Like don't give me your chips. (laughs) I'm saying it now in my rational state. And when I ask you for the chips again, remind me that I said I don't want any more chips. And I'll say, but. Right. Because I knew. Yep. And she absolutely had to hold Mm. my feet to the fire Mm. that whole time. Wow. I thought you said you didn't want to settle looks like you're selling with that mm. that doesn't even really look good. how many things for right. a lazy Sunday do you need <laughs> oh but that's just for a lazy son right no right yeah so wonderful intellectual is one thing yes experiencing it right. acting on it from your
1: own understanding is totally different It it's kind of like living living it out I mean living out the thought process And and not have it just be in your head. Have it be—it's an exercise. It has to shift from an intellectual exercise into living, breathing. I wasn't going to get anywhere with the clothing until I was trying to do the thirty-three. But what's interesting is in in the process of doing something I thought would be impossible, it's what stirred up all these thoughts and realizations. So. And I I have a theory about the closet, and the reason why it's the closet is because you can shut the door. And that's procrastination. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But isn't it a nice feeling to open it up when you don't have those things lurking in there? There's no
0: replacement for that. Right, right. To look at my, and there's not a lot. I haven't counted. I'm trying to do 33 or anything. But to look in there and think, I could wear anything hanging there. And, and not I would question it. And not... <gasps> That's it's, beautiful. It's amazing. I've done it a couple of times in my life, and mm-hmm. then it, like right. lots of things, right. gets out of control again, depending on what's going on in my mental state, um, weight. Right. That that has a factor for sure. But to look at that and think, I could wear any of those things is a beautiful, beautiful That's feeling. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I've been a little bit chatty myself today. I love it. So maybe we should wrap up yep. on this topic unless you had anything more nope. to say on that. That's it. Um do we have any more to talk about? Um maybe. Okay. <laughs> well we'll we'll come back and we'll okay. see right. what that uh, what that entails. So thank you, Mary. Thank you. that ends today's chronicle how about we agree to stop all the mental gymnastics we do to justify getting rid of things and let our not wanting it just be enough i don't want it period end of story that is so powerful thanks so much to my brother michael koppelman for sharing his gorgeous music and thanks to you our listeners who are cheering Marianne. We love hearing from you, whether on Facebook or by writing a review of our show. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.